Hi there, and welcome back to Out There, a crypto podcast. I'm your host, Josh. On the 13th and last day of each month, I come out with a new episode focused on a cryptid that I find super fascinating and weird. And if you still don't know what a cryptid is, it is defined as an animal that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. Cryptids don't have to be supernatural or mythical beings, although many of them are. Some cryptids have actually become documented animals. Make sure you can go and follow the podcast on Instagram, at Out There Cryptids, and check out the posts I make for each episode and maybe send some suggestions you'd like to hear. Today's episode is about a creature who sits somewhere between vampires and werewolves on the most famous scale. A creature that was once alive, now wrapped in tattered linen, cursed to roam their resting place for all eternity. This cryptid holds the unsettling truth that, in the realm of the preserved dead, the boundaries between the living and the long forgotten begin to blur. This month, we are talking about the mummy. Let's dive in. When you hear the word mummy, I am sure your first thought is a human figure wrapped in the white cloth with their arms out in front of them, slowly inching their way along, babbling in a low groan. Well, you're not far off. Mummies are preserved bodies or remains of humans or animals, typically achieved through intentional or natural processes that inhibit decay. Mummification can be found throughout history in many different regions, but the most famous mummies are associated with ancient Egyptian civilization. The first mummies found date back to prehistoric times, which was caused through natural mummification. Environmental conditions such as extreme cold or dryness caused bodies of animals, humans, and even organisms to be preserved almost perfectly. However, the practice of intentional Mummification was likely discovered independently by different cultures all around the world and at different times. The Chinchurro culture, which lived along the coast of what is now Chile and Peru, practiced mummification as early as around 5000 BCE. Then, in ancient Egypt, the practice of mummification became more elaborate and widespread around 2600 BCE, during the early dynastic period. But Egypt holds the title for most famous mummies by far. The Egyptians developed intricate methods of preserving the bodies of the deceased, driven by their beliefs in an afterlife and the importance of bodily preservation for the soul's journey. Now, the process involved removing internal organs, preserving the body with natrin, which is a mixture of salts and wrapping it in linen bandages. Pharaohs, nobility, and some wealthy individuals were often mummified, but the most famous mummy of all time is Tutankhamun, an Egyptian pharaoh. The curse of the pharaohs, or the so-called curse of King Tutankhamun's tomb, is a curse that was believed to be associated with the discovery of the tomb of King Tut in the early 20th century. nineteen twenty two. British archaeologist Howard Carter and his team discovered the tomb of King Tut in the Valley of the Kings in Egypt. The tomb was remarkably well preserved, and it contained a wealth of treasures, including the famous golden death mask of King Tut. The intentional breakthrough came when Carter's team found a step leading into the entrance of the tomb on November fourth. The tomb was sealed with the necropolis seal, indicating that it had not been looted in ancient times. The first chamber 
was then opened on November 26th. As the chambers were opened, an extraordinary array of treasures, artifacts, and funerary goods were revealed. The tomb contained items such as furniture, jewelry, chariots, and statues. Behind the antechamber, Carter discovered the burial chamber on February 17, 1923. The chamber contained the sarcophagus of King Tut, inside which nested three coffins, the last of which housed the king's mummy behind the iconic golden mask. Everyone around the world was talking about this find. It was major, but then horrible things began happening to those who were there for the opening of the tomb. The first death was of Lord Carnivon, who was the financial backer of the excavation led by Howard Carter and was present at the tomb's opening. He died on April 5, 1923, due to an infected mosquito bite. The media then began swarming the idea that Carnivon's death was a result of a curse placed upon those who disrupted the resting place of the pharaoh. But this was far from the last death of the curse. Richard Bethel, who was Lord Carnivon's half-brother and a member of the excavation team, died on November 15, 1929, by apparent suicide. Then, Prince Ali Kamal Fami Bey, who visited the tomb's excavation, was shot dead by his wife on July 10, 1923. Aubrey Herbert, the half-brother of Lord Carnivon, died in September 1923, reportedly due to blood poisoning. Arthur Mace was a member of Carter's team and worked on the excavation. He died in 1928 because of arsenic poisoning, which they said was likely from the chemicals used in the preservation of artifacts, but others believe it was due to the curse. And then, Captain the Han Richard Dermond Hay attended the tomb's opening as a newspaper reporter. He died in 1932. That's five people, five people that were there for the tomb's excavation when King's Tut's curse was released from its eternal resting place. Some reports claim that inscriptions on the tomb warned of dire consequences from those who entered it. Now, most scholars and historians believe that the curse is nothing more than a legend. But how often is it that this many deaths are related to one mummy? Pretty rare. Which is why King Tut's mummy is the most famous. It started this theory that perhaps these mummies have control from the other side. Or maybe they aren't fully dead yet. Of course, King Tut isn't the only mummy we are going to talk about, because there is another mummy that reportedly still moves her eyes. Rosalia Lombardo was an Italian child who passed away in 1920 at the age of two due to pneumonia. She is actually known for being one of the best preserved mummies in the world. Rosalia's body underwent a specialized embalming process known as petrification, or natural preservation, carried out by the Sicilian embalmer Alfredo Salfia. Her body was then placed in a glass-covered coffin, which was put on display in the Capuchin Catacombs in Pelromo, Italy, where visitors claimed to see something unexplainable occur. The mummy of Rosalia appears to open and close her eyes, 
Some visitors claimed to have observed her eyes moving, creating an eerie and unsettling impression. Many visitors have claimed it seemed as though her eyes closed, subtly twitched, maybe catching the light in an unusual way. But as they get closer, the illusion continues. Her eyes seemed to open and close again. There is a picture that has been widely circulated showing the side-by-side -side of her eyes in two different positions. The photos look like they were captured only moments apart from the same angle. And I gotta say, it's wild. I mean, they are clearly open and then closed. People say that it is just an obstacle illusion caused by changes in lighting conditions and the angles from which the viewers observe the mummy. But I'm not sure that can explain this photo. Now, seeing a mummy's eyes open and shut is terrifying, but you know what's more terrifying? Seeing one in your front lawn. January 2011, Fairfield, Texas. John Hill was enjoying a night at home, like every other night, except this was unlike any prior night. As Hill was walking up his stairs to go to bed, he noticed through his front window something moving in his lawn. On the front lawn of his house on Chestnut Falls Drive in Fairfield, there was a figure. It had bandages like a mummy. He looked like a mummy. Hill told reporters, it's scary not knowing what this man is up to or what he wants. Hill went outside and chased the thing away from his house, down the street before losing sight of it. But he wasn't the only one to have seen this mummy. Other neighbors claimed it's been spotted on more than one occasion. Another neighbor, named Stephen Scheffel, said it's creepy, especially since he's here in the neighborhood with the kids and stuff. Fairfield is a suburb outside of Houston, Texas, and is the last place you'd expect a mummy to be walking around. Local police informed residents to call 911 immediately if they spotted this man, but as quickly as it appeared, it vanished, never to be seen again. Most people suspect it was just a teenager playing a prank, but others think it may have come from the Houston Natural History Museum. But this isn't the only living mummy spotted in the U.S. There's another case that is arguably way more terrifying that comes about 1,800 miles away. The Bandage Man of Canyon Beach. The small coastal city of Canyon Beach has a terrifying stretch of Highway 101 right where Highway 26 intersects with 101 that you do not want to slow down on. The bandage man appears on this stretch and is known to grab and latch on to any stationary or slow-moving vehicles, especially trucks and open-roofed cars such as convertibles. It will try and attack the driver, sometimes breaking glass windows. But the weirdest part is that it will continue attacking people and their vehicles until they reach the town of Canyon Beach. And then it disappears just as fast as it appeared. The scariest part is that the bandage man will apparently kill and eat pets like dogs and cats, and some think it has killed humans too. Locals claim that its origin story comes from the Second World War. Sawmills in Oregon were busy trying to keep up with the demands made by the war. This led to mistakes. The legend says, after a bad rainstorm, a logger slipped and slid into one of the saw blades in a way that left deep gashes down his body. His co-workers were quick 
in getting an ambulance to arrive and seeing the severity of the cuts, the medics wrapped his entire body in bandages. The ambulance sped off, but coming upon a bend on Highway 101 near Canyon Beach, the slippery road caused the ambulance to crash. A short time later, police arrived, finding the medics unconscious and the man, wrapped in bandages, gone. A search was conducted over the course of the next three days, but it was eventually called off. There were no reports of him wandering into a hospital, no sightings, and many think due to his injuries, this dead body would be found eventually. The only thing ever found was a small piece of a bloody bandage. Now, yes, of course, this isn't necessarily a mummy like King Tut, but it seems awfully close. Someone who might now be dead but still roaming, covered in gauze. That sounds like a mummy to me. The most famous interaction with this bandage man comes from the 60s. A couple was driving along the road and pulled off for some alone time when they started hearing rustling from the bushes. They just assumed it was the wind until they started to notice the smell of rotting flesh. It seemed like it was coming from right behind them, in the bed of the truck. They looked out the back window, and to their horror, a figure wrapped in bloody gauze was looking right back at them. Then, the figure began screaming and banging on the car. The driver quickly turned on the car and hightailed it out of there, and when they looked back, the figure was gone. But when they finally felt safe enough to investigate, they saw in the truck bed bloody gauze that the figure had left behind. This is the most popularized story of this creature, but many others have claimed to have had their own similar interactions. Some think it's a zombie looking for flesh to eat, others think it's an evil spirit cursed on the land. Now, there is no evidence of this origin story ever occurring, as there are no records of that incident, but perhaps that is just part of the puzzle we're missing. Maybe, since no one knows the true origins, the figure will continue to terrorize the road until put to rest. In modern times, intentional mummification is rare and usually occurs for scientific purposes. Some religious groups may also practice mummifications as part of their beliefs, but it is not a popular form of honoring the dead anymore. In terms of explanations, I think there are only a couple of things to discuss. Perhaps all of these very real burial practices were just sensationalized by the media, which then created the narrative of mummies coming to life. Mummies started appearing in literature, theater, and early films during the 20th century. Famous works like Bram Stoker's The Jewel of Seven Stars and the 1932 film The Mummy, featuring Boris Karloff, played a role in popularizing mummies as omens and mystical figures. The Mummy's Curse, often depicted in movies and literature, is believed to bring misfortune or death to those who defile the resting place of the mummy. And there are so many more modern movies that follow that same storyline. The 1999 franchise The Mummy, the 2017 reboot with the same title. Even in 1955, mummies appeared in comedies like Abbott and Costello Meet the Mummy. The animated series Scooby-Doo has featured episodes with mummy villains a lot. Authors like H.P. Lovecraft and Edgar Allan Poe have explored mummy-related themes in their written works as well. This intrigue could have led to stories like The Bandage Man and Fairfield Mummy, 
even the curse of King Tut could be from this same thing. It is very possible that the curse isn't actually a curse, but just a number of odd coincidences. Or is this all related to ghosts and spirits rather than a cryptid like a mummy? Maybe spirits are the real culprits here, using their preserved bodies as conduits. As for me, I don't think this is as easy to explain as just coincidences or misidentified figures. I think that this comes from a real fear of the great beyond, the what comes next. Death has always been something people are afraid of, and so to have a figure that specifically represents death, that's the most terrifying thing anyone could think of. So, maybe they aren't really coming alive and running after you, or should I say walking after you, but maybe that idea is a thing that is haunting these people. So, what do you think? Are mummies really out there? We are on Instagram and TikTok, at OutThereCryptids, so make sure to follow us and tell us all of your thoughts on the cryptids we cover and what you'd like to hear next. It would mean a lot to us if you go rate us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It's a great way for others to find the podcast and enjoy, just like you. On the 29th, I will be covering a terrifying cryptid, a hairless creature with long limbs and large, empty eyes known for being a relentless stalker silently hunting and terrorizing its victims. We are talking about The Rake. See you next time. This episode is written and hosted by me, Josh, with logo design by Jason Sykes and theme music from purpleplanet.com.